Hey folks, this is artist writer Bill Sienkiewicz wishing you all a very happy new year. You're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. G-Bird. Hey, Bird. All right. <laughs> you need to there stop. Otherwise, I can't start. <laughs> you can't start. I can't start with you making that noise. That's for sure. Oh, dear. Right. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness. Happy New Year, hobby everybody. Goodness. Uh, with me, with me as all things, with, oh, with me as always is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot? It's Norrin Rad. Oh, didn't have that prepared properly. Happy New Year, my friend. Eric Dow, Happy New Year, buddy. <laughs> What's well, crack and lacking? I've gone red. I've gone slightly red. I've gone slightly pink. As uh, those changing color with, a little bit, yeah. Changing color a little bit, yes. Um, welcome, everybody, and indeed you, even though we're mm-hmm. recording this in 2022. Welcome to the first episode of 2023. What are you drinking there, by the way? Water. Water. Oh, there's me, there's me thinking it was like daddy's medicine. Like, no, no, it's in, it's in my wife's coffee <laughs> mug. It's the only way I can get through the episodes these days. It's with a bit of sauce in my hand. It's just, yeah. Mm. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, well, whatever gets you through the day. So, um, hurrah, hurrah, no hurrah. Um, uh, first of all, I want to, as is customary now, because it turns out that our first episode two years ago was Bill Sinkevich, and he did us a wonderful wow. intro that we can only use once a year because it's, it's Happy New Year on it. So yeah. this episode, uh, you would have heard the dulcet tones of our good friend and talent supremo, uh, Bill Sinkevich, um, which will be as much of a surprise to Bill as it was to anyone else who's never heard his intro before, um, at least of which... Podcast audience who watch us on YouTube don't tend to get those audio intros. Um, although I might see if I can work them into the YouTube somehow. Got to think about how to do that because some of them are nice and short, but some of them are like 20, 30, 40. We well, should do long. a top 10 opening episode and talk That's about the artist a little bit, like a little That's reminiscing. That's not a bad idea. Well, we should go back, which actually I'm going to come on to that later in, 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 the, in, the, in the show. But one thing that occurred to me was that, that we have an awful lot of artist intros in the bag. I don't tend to ask folk for them these days because there's not been as many sets out and also it's been too busy with other stuff. And we've, we've actually got quite a good bank of them that we can use. Um, but a lot of those artists have actually moved on from Marvel cards. Or oh, might have only done a few sets, which I thought was interesting given what we're going to be talking about on this episode. So that's, that's a right. good point to bring that up. Um but this being the first episode of 2023, we talked a lot last time in our end of year review about what we're kind of hoping and thinking that we'll get up to in 2023 and what we're hopeful for. Um, yep. As always, when you have a bit of a downtime over Christmas, New Year, you start thinking about stuff or you just start burning cards to keep warm, as I'm sure many of you folks in the US have been doing. That happens. Anyone live in Buffalo, New York? Apparently that was pretty ghastly 
in terms Awful. of the, in terms of the weather. Um, people will be listening Awful. back to this years from now and be like, "What are they talking about?" They have no idea. People will forget. Well, it will, will all forget. be in chaos. Yeah. It'll be yeah. in chaos. Well, you know, years to come. Um, anyway, years to come. Who knows? We got. Time. Who knows? Who knows? Throughout this episode, by the way, I will. Uh, drop in random showings of really cool cards because I had my Comsi delivery. You know, this Comsi delivery that was like four Ooh. years in the making. Yeah, like the um, Comsi so delivery. My, yeah, so it's all my EPAC stuff. You know, my EPAC collection has waxed and waned furiously, Ooh. but throughout all of it all, I was actually going through a cyclical process that. I didn't realise at the time when I was going for each of the sets, but, you know, of deciding to move on from certain things and only keep certain aspects of it and, you know, finesse and evolve my collection again. This is all very prescient for what we're going to be talking about. So Mm -hmm. the stuff that came home was all killer, no filler. It was all PCs. All killer, no filler, baby. Yeah. Uh, One... uh, Approximately, I say approximately because I've been touting this number, but I'm still going through them all. 1,348 cards, which cost me the best part of... I'm going to say at least 500 bucks to get to me. Yeah. So, yeah. But they arrived last week, and you, you'll you'll appreciate this. So last week, just before Christmas, on the 23rd, 24th, something like that, um, we were in London, my wife and daughter. We went down to London for the day to see Disney on Ice at the O2 Arena. So we got a really early train. You know, we had this booked months ago. Right. And then I get the notification from UPS, who are delivering this package. Oh, your package is going to be delivered on Friday <laughs> between, you know, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or whatever like that. Oh, so I'm like, no. Okay, great. So what I do is I unlock our garden shed and I leave a sign on the door saying, Dear UPS or FedEx, whoever happens to be rocking up, the shed's unlocked. Just waggle the lock put it in there because I knew it was due to be raining on Friday. So we're, I'm going to keep checking my phone throughout the day and we get, you know, the time it's supposed to be delivered comes and goes and then the tracking says we've updated it. It's no longer going to be between those times. It's going to be by end of day. So clearly they're running behind. Okay, fine. Um, I'm sat there 20 minutes before the start of Disney on Ice and I get a delivery notification on my phone. Oh, my gosh. Okay. With a photo. So I think, oh, okay, I'll check the photo. And there's a photo of the box. There's two boxes. There's one massive box, and there's one really thin, slim one, which is the lithograph from Unbound. Okay. Oh, yeah. Freddy and one. Because that can't, yeah, that has to be packaged separately because of what the the size and shape of it. Right, right, right. And they're sat there in this photo looking great, looking perfectly and safe outside a front door I've never seen before. Oh, no. They're outside someone else's property. And we're like, we can't see a number on this door from, you know, from because he's not taking a photo of the full door. We, oh, we my don't God, recognize bro. it. So I'm like straight away and I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's 18 minutes now before the start of Disney on Ice. Okay. So I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? So I go, I go and um, manage to get a number for UPS in the UK because they're an American company, but they do have a U- UK hub. Managed to find the number, ring up, speak to this bloke. I've, I have to go out of the arena area into a, just a bit, just next to the ice on the way to the toilets. I would so have, I'm there, I would have been freaking and I'm like, out. I'm, oh I'm saying to the guy, I'm saying, I'm, I'm at Disney on Ice. It's about to start, you know, because he's had me on hold for a bit. You know, I've got three minutes for it to start. 
Um, so if you hear loads of crazy stuff in the background, that's why. But I'm also missing the show. My seven-year-old's <laughs> waiting for me to go back. So Holy crap. Can you, can you find out? So so puts me on hold. Puts me on hold. He comes back to me five minutes after the curtain's gone up. So the show's started. Oh, I can geez. hear Mickey skating around. I can hear the loads of saccharine, nauseating Disney music. It's great. Ah. But, you know, I couldn't see it. But, um, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in the arena. There's a live show going on. He's put me on hold, but it's a hold that does have doesn't have any hold music. That's and the worst. He can't hear Sounds me. Like you're going crazy. So he's actually put me on hold. You know, he's not just muted his mic. He's put me on hold. Right. There's no hold music. So I'm like, hello, hello, can you hear me? Is it one of those types of hold? No, no. Anyway, comes oh. back. started. He's like, gone. We'll get the local. We'll, we'll, I'll pass the message on to the local thing. See if we can get the driver to turn around. Go into the show. Get to the interval. I've got a missed call from a number local to where I live. And oh. so, I, so I, I ring it back. It's the local UPS delivery hub in Norwich, near where I live. The number of which isn't available publicly online because they don't make it available. So of I've course saved not. that number yeah, for cause... future reference. <laughs> so I've got it. Um, and they're like, "Oh yeah, our driver's going back. You misread it. You live at number forty-one. We've delivered it to number forty-seven." And then half an hour later, why is that okay? Another, yeah, but half an hour <laughs> later, I get another photo through. And it's inside my shed. I'm like, oh my goodness me. That's like, it was the most nerve wracking first half of Disney on Ice. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. I was sitting there losing my mind, but grinning, dancing away, going, yeah, yeah, it's a, you got a friend in me. Oh, God, dude, that's a nightmare. Come see. But it turned up, it turned up in the end. So I'm going to randomly say something before we get onto the topic of this episode. Please. I'm absolutely bowled over. Absolutely. This is one of those things. We always talk about this. The EPAC yes. scans need to be better. 100%. The precious metal Oh, wow, they do look nice. From the MCU movies. And they've clearly wow. changed them. I mean, this is, this, is the, this is one from Ragnarok. And it's okay, but some of the others are absolutely stunning. They've clearly, they're, they're not quite the same finish from all of them. I think that's, that one looks pretty good, though. No, that's pretty good, but you wait and see. The one I'm about to show you will knock your socks off, my friend. I better hold on tight, then. You better hold on to those socks, because the background, they they, they obviously... Um... Oh, I'm getting out. Hang on a sec. Where is it? The backgrounds on them clearly get a bit of a tickle, depending on which set you go for. Um, where is it? Where is it? I think, yeah, the Spider-Man one's good. Uh, but the one I'm looking for is, yes, hello. It's the Iron Man one from Infinity War, I believe this is. Look at that background. Wow. Isn't that phenomenal? That was great, man. It's just the quality of them. I mean, they're, they're thick. Silver looks very they nice. They are so nice. Wow, very cool. They are so nice. And, you know, but people have, you know, there was a bit in the pump of last year, there was a bit of an attempt to get these up a bit. And the Spider-Man one, especially from Homecoming, and the uh, one yeah. with Zendaya on from Homecoming, they they went up mm-hmm. in price massively. Um, but they're not numbered. No, they're, they're not. Numbered, they're, they're so, made. A lot of them know, are made. So because of that, it's kind of escaped a little bit of that. You know that that very hype. luckily, um, yeah, very but, luckily. You know, but, but for my for my money, even if you get a lower MCU character on them, they're absolutely worth having. They really are. They're just they're just. I think beautiful. they're really nice. 
I mean, look at the group. I mean, I've got this one in the top loader, but the group one's lovely. It's really sweet. Um, they're they really nice. Good to me. They're nice cards. And I haven't got a full run of them, obviously, but I've got all the, I think I've got all the Guardians ones, Guardians Volume 2. I've got all the Ragnarok ones. I think I'm missing one Doctor Strange. I think I'm missing, actually, one of the ones that is actually genuinely quite rare is Black Panther, uh, the T'Challa one. Was an achievement. Why is that one rare? It's that, an achievement. Oh, it was an achievement. achievement. You had to right. do quite a bit to get it as well. Um, so they're they're quite tough to get now. Um, mm. But yeah, they're just they're just lovely. They're just lovely. Um, awesome. And also, just a little shout out for the auto design. I've just noticed this one's damaged. Ah, oh, it's annoying. This one's damaged. Um, for the auto design on Infinity War. I just love that design. I mean, it's a sticker. It's really nice. You see that damage at the top there? Oh, man. That looks rough. Yeah. I mean, it was... That's it okay. was I mean, it says penny sleeve. On there. It's so cool. Yeah, it's penny sleeve, but, so, but yeah, it's just annoying. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still sorting through them. There we go. Yeah, it's just the black. I mean, just, of course, it with my nail and folded it back over. Hmm. But, yeah. Listen, I mean, these are fairly affordable, the one one, so I could swap it out for another one if I was so bothered. But I'm not. You know, but I'm not. Ebony <laughs> more, Ebony more. But I'm not. It's fine. Oh, that's nice. So too. I'm happy with that. So yeah. Anyway, so what I thought would be good to talk about was, um, as I mentioned, between Christmas and New Year, you get a bit thoughtful. You start thinking about things. Yes. And so I started thinking about. Well, I started thinking about something. I'll come on to in a minute. But I put a question onto the MCCW group. And the response I got was so overwhelming, I thought it was actually quite good. We're going to do a little run of episodes this month. Yeah. Loosely themed on State of the Hobby. Because I thought, State let's have a little hobby. bit of a um, a general, just to everyone, really. You're okay, hun. You know, let's just check in with ourselves and see yeah. what's going on. Um, let's see what's happening. Because um, it occurred to me, I was thinking about what I was thinking about that started this off was the phases that a collector goes through. Okay. Now I've not yeah. sent you these, but I told you that we were going from, um, yes. but it's not just phases of a collector. It's by, by virtue of that, it's also the phases of a collection because it's directly related. Yes. You know, I'm talking from my own experience, you know, the conversation we just had about me uh -huh. trimming down all that stuff on EPAC over the, over the years so that I just got, you know, I refined things as I was going through that process. Yeah, I remember. You know, and things do ebb and flow. So I jotted down some phases here, and these might not be completely true and accurate, but I jotted down five phases here. And I mm. think I know where you and me would be mapped on this. And I don't know if these are necessarily true for everyone because not everyone goes through this cycle. Um, right. But I've seen it happening with quite a few collectors recently. And certainly the question I posted on group, which I'll come to in a moment. So phase one, discovery. But then I've added in brackets and overreaching. Oh, shoot. That's because a good one. Uh, quite a lot of the time, and I've seen this happen, I've done, I've been guilty of this, is you're like a kid in a candy store and you go nuts and you try and get everything. You try and get, oh, yeah, I want these sets, I want this set, I want this set. You know, you, you either try and collect so much it comes back to bite you on the bum a little way down the road or you overspend. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but it doesn't happen for everyone, which is why I put it in parentheses. Yeah. Phase two 
more discovery and re- and and realignment because mm. then you start to think okay maybe i need to focus a little bit here you know you might have learned some lessons yeah. or you might have just found something that you like you might have just found your niche um and throughout phase one and two you might not have actually acquired any cards yet you know, if so you're doing still a, the- you, you might still be just, you know, just figuring out what you like and, you know, lurking and doing stuff. Depends. Different people are in different lanes throughout this journey. Right. Phase three, reduction and finessing. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think we've seen a lot. Phase four, contented curation. Contented curation. Yeah. Now, it's not intended to be a player word that part of the word contented is content. Right. (laughs) That's what I I was like, all right, here we go. Which is why I was very clear on my pronunciation there, because as I read it back, because I wrote this two two days ago, well, half drunk. Um, And then phase (laughs) phase five, phase five, and the reason I did put in this phase five is because I was thinking of it that it could be a cyclical thing. Rediscovery. Hmm. Yeah. Possibly. Now, I I, you know, this is I just we need me off the top of my head. But we do I need like a visual. It. We do need a visual. Need a visual. Can, can you need get the whiteboard? You wheel it in. <laughs> we, we, we should do a PowerPoint. Seriously. <laughs> Actually. <gasps> that would have been perfect. Can we do a PowerPoint episode? We could do a Let's PowerPoint. Let's do a PowerPoint. Episode. You could share your screen. Let's and do. We could do a PowerPoint. Well, episode. I'm not going to make a PowerPoint right now, no, because I have That's to drive upsetting. and then I have to drive I'm, and then I'm, talk. I'm at the disappointed same time. by the. But there by, will by be the lack of there will be a PowerPoint episode coming, which will be a YouTube exclusive. I think because we couldn't really YouTube exclusive PowerPoint. I've never heard to. two words that are so different. <laughs> Why not? PowerPoint so I do PowerPoints for work. <laughs> oh, you've never funny. seen one of my PowerPoints. I give you PowerPoint. I, I'll have you. I'm know. sure you give great PowerPoint. <laughs> but I will say the PowerPoints are usually not very exciting. But I'm I'm willing to be proven wrong. Like I'm willing to be entertained by a good PowerPoint. The MCCP. I always like to caveat with this, as the Soviets call it, um, because it makes me laugh, even though it makes no one else laugh anymore. Um, the MCCP, Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, is actually the Marvel Card Collectors PowerPoint. That's what's, what, that's what's coming up. That's, that's yeah. what it's going to stand for from now on. Yeah. So the MCC Pow at the MCC Pow. Um, I like that. We're going to use that. <laughs> of anyway. course you do. <laughs> so what I went to was... It occurs to me, and this is touching on that thing that I mentioned about the artists just at the top mm-hmm. of the show, is there are a fair number of collectors <clears throat> who used to be really ubiquitous, and they were no, you know they were known and they were there, and for various reasons. They're, they're, it's not that they've left the group on Facebook; they just barely post anymore, uh, if at all. Um, and yep. I've seen some of them selling off. So it suddenly occurred to me is, you know, my, my post on Facebook was literally this question. Let me actually read it and then people will know what I'm talking about. Because if you're not in the group, and some people aren't in the group by choice or because yeah. uh, uh, for, for whatever, whatever reason, for whatever, for, for reasons. Um, and, for reasons. Which reminds me, I need to, I need to mention something uh, later on. 
uh, about that. So my question was, curious to know, have you decided to quit the hobby? Have you gotten to a point where you're unsure if you'll stick in the game? Realise that folks who've bailed may not be in the group anymore, but wanted to float the balloon as there may well be members who are dormant and used to be much more, more active. Life may have moved you on, question mark. So, and I, I tagged a few folks. I said, I'm going to tag a few folks. I'm personally aware you used to be a lot more active as I'm keen to hear your thoughts and story. You know, DM me if you want to. I think only one person actually DM'd me. Everyone else was very much open. And boy, can open worms everywhere. It mm-hmm. turned out to be a bit of a therapy session for people. I think a lot of people, I mean, it was, it was, it was the conversation to be having for a lot of people. Mm. And I think it just kind of, it was well-timed. It was well, it was well-timed. Like mm. everyone was just waiting for that kind of moment mm. because I, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a rough, rough year. I was just watching um what was it uh neo cards and comics our buddy neo Neo, oh yeah uh rob and he was doing a year in review and it was insane to think of how many things have actually been happening in the hobby for just 2022 yeah but how few sets came out as well it's been a major dramatic (laughs) year yeah loads of noise barely any drums you know um that doesn't make sense because there were plenty of drum beaters Yes, but so. we'll come on to that in a moment. Um, now, I am gonna I am gonna read a few things out from that post. Um, um, I pretty much one person messaged me and said, oh, "I don't want you to kind of read out my 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 shit, but you can use it anonymously." I was like, "Fair enough." Um, but most other people, there, there was there was quite a big theme going on. Um, which is summed up quite nicely by Jim Rails who very succinctly posted, not quitting, but definitely scaled back. Yeah. And a lot of people said very yeah. similar things and went into reasons um, about about it. Um, I, I thought it was very interesting. I'm going to read another one, which um, which was pretty good. It's from Kevin Moses, Carnage carnage collector kevin he's mm-hmm. canadian i think um i've gotten to a point now where i feel like collecting as a whole is now a rich man's game and it's slowly not being fun everything is being priced out of the wazoo <laughs> it's lovely to see the, the wazoo. wazoo typed i love so that thank one. you for that alone kevin um I don't have deep pockets at all. I'm lucky if I find some sealed product out there that is decently priced. But if the market continues the way it's going, I'll pretty much stop almost entirely. Um, so I thought there's there a few things there. Um, a lot of people said that it doesn't feel as fun anymore. Um, which I thought was competition telling. is like that, man. Yeah, it's it's you know what I mean. It's um. Mm competition is like that yeah like um i think it's i think it's funny too just to like you know just to kind of put it in perspective i feel like this is a conversation that's happened at various points throughout the releases of marvel cards does that make sense like i think yeah like at one point it was even cheaper than any of us would ever even think was possible Mm. um and other people were kind of out 
at that point too. Yes. You know what I mean? So I do think that there's a little bit to be said about what it means to like, you know, have like some perspective on this and to understand that this is not like a new conversation to be having, especially for people who've been in the game for a little bit longer or, Mm -hmm. you know, entered at different price points. Um, You know, like I think about like sketch cards or I think about, um, you know, anything else that pretty much doesn't exist to anybody else other than people who've been here longer than you and I, or, you know, had age or money longer than you and I, you know, we still don't have money, but you know what I mean? Like longer than you and I have had. (laughs) Um, So it is an interesting conversation that's coming up again, but I think the reason it's so massive of a conversation now is because it's a very it's it's it, it's gone from like if the audience is 10 people for marvel cards which it's not it's much bigger but i'm just using cool. the numbers right when you moved into when you moved out of let's say you can go really far back 1966 to 1990 you know what i mean 1966 to 1990 are a very different way of collecting and then 1990 has all these inserts Right. And the prices increase from like 25 cents, 50 cents a dollar to like $10 an insert type of thing. People left. Right. Mm. And then 90s goes all the way to 2000s. And we'll skip a few because I don't want to go all the way down. But you get to 2012 or 2011 with beginnings or premiere and you get hard numbered cards. Mm -hmm. The audience that was 10 lowered down to maybe eight. And now it's lower down to six. And now we're at a stage now where it's like, it's lowering even further to like mm. three people who can play these games where you're buying a thousand dollar card or an $800 card to get something that you like, or you think is viable. Yeah, yeah It's, yeah. it's pretty absurd yeah. to, to think about it in those terms. But I think it's gotten so extreme now that the post was just a timely post because everyone's looking at the year, especially with the economy. Mm. And they're thinking, if I want to stay in this game, am I going to have to pay $800 or $500 for a card I really want, which is yeah. just an absurd thought, at, at, you know, for a lot of people, for a lot it's of crazy. people. It's, it's crazy. Well, one collector actually did touch on that. Um, forgive me. I, sh- I, I should have bookmarked these a little bit better. Uh, but there was one comment here that actually completely summed that up. I just need to find it. There are so um, many, by the way, for listeners to know and whoever's not in the group, I mean, this thing was jam packed. This was I, not my like phone was pinging off a the, couple off of posts. The Uzi, yeah. No, it was nuts. It was, it's it was over, it's it was, over 60 comments. People were, yeah, people Different really, people well. really wanted to talk about this, um, which was great. It's wonderful. So um, it is absolutely brilliant. Um, where is it? Where is it? There was a really brilliant um, comment that completely sums it up. Uh, and I will find it. <laughs> right, here we go. Well, this isn't the one I was looking for, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> PJ um, commented, I'm having the toughest time wrapping my brain around the fact that a hobby or industry or world in which I love and used as an escape has become another job. Gone are the days of mindlessly collecting and trading. Now it's become soared with ROI 
people screaming supply and demand or economics 101 or whatever else is the hot catchphrase. When the hobby turned into people's 401k or retirement hopes and dreams, that's when it kind of lost its luster. Um, so that's an interesting one for me because you know, people collect for different reasons and there's nothing wrong with someone who chooses to collect because they want to like use it as an investment and all that sort of stuff. I mean, my perspective on it is that there needs to be a bit of a balance and all of a sudden the hobby's been flooded with all those people who see it as a gold rush opportunity, partly driven by the fact there are people who don't give a flying monkeys about the long-term longevity and, and you know, at all. Uh, of the hobby. What was the quote that you put on the post? Do you mind me oh, reading it out? Yeah, yeah. Do you no, mind no, me no, reading please, that out? Yeah, um, so what I was I was going to say before I read the quote, because, uh, yeah, I, I, I was surprised that I remembered that quote so well. Because <laughs> I was, I don't know what got me in the mood, but like you you made that post and like like everyone else, I too was just like, I don't know, this jolt of like, I, I got to say something now, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, happens uh, from time to time. But in terms of uh, return of investment and all that kind of stuff, I think it's interesting because I think in Marvel cards, there really wasn't a culture of sharing or, <laughs> to be honest, boasting what you made off of card or sale. And that language was so embedded in the sports card world of what was happening before Mm. that when those collectors and we started being affected by that culture and that kind of idea, it kind of infiltrated ours. And it's not that people weren't making money off of selling cards. Like there were tons of people doing that stuff, but it wasn't the norm and it wasn't the point of the hobby for a lot of people who decide to buy cards, you know what I mean? Like yeah. even when, like before all this, I mean, we've talked about this cause we've been doing this podcast forever and we've known each other for a long time, but like, geez, man, like I honestly was not thinking like I really just did surfer because I was like, this will be fun. Cause I've collected surfer my whole life. And yeah. I was like, this will be awesome to like do this more seriously. Cause I had cards of surfer, but I hadn't thought about like getting numbered cards. You know what I mean? And anytime, like you were mentioning earlier with the discovery and that, that cycle, there is a moment where you have to assess and be like, do I really want my collection to be filled with num- rare numbered parallel cards? You know what I mean? And that's, that's really the decision. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't you can't you can't be and this is maybe a terrible analogy so you tell me if it's complete horse but like you can't you know not be an be an athlete and then go into an arena and play a professional game you know what i mean like you can't train yourself to be you can't be one way and then train yourself to be another without feeling disappointment. Like you can't do that that fast. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. if you're a person, you're like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and start getting the rarest cards possible. And you've never ever tried to do that before in a collectible market. You're going to strain something. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to do things that you don't have money for. Like, and, and and I saw a lot of people. And people who've paid good money for the games are going to throw rocks at you or eggs yeah. or empty beer bottles. Because they, they understand the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's very different to play on those different levels. Um, and I think that was a major learning, learning curve for people, too, like you were mentioning. Mm. And I think a lot of that assessment that we see in those comments are just people being like, I think people are naturally going to fit into their groups 
instead of listening to influencers or listening to someone out of context or, you know, thinking, getting the best rarity wise and, you know, a more sought after card Mm. makes you a collector of a thing. I think that's a big thing people forget. Like just because you have this big shiny card doesn't make you a collector of this hobby. That just means, hey, you're a guy or a woman or someone who owns this card. That's it. That's where it draws the line. It doesn't mean mm. you haven't gained anything by just obtaining something. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I know that was a no, little tangent, no, but no, sorry absolutely, absolutely fine. No, to be honest with you, that really helps me out because there's so much, so much good stuff in this post. We it's won't so get much to them all. Stuff. But so your comment, uh, your quote yeah. was, and this was quoted to you by someone else. Yeah. This was told, this was, labeled. this was someone who told me this. Yeah. You've enabled the them market manipulator. So the quote <laughs> is no one cares or should care about the hobbyist. We, as in the market manipulator, want to obtain everything of value and then sell to the big fish. So that, when I refer to people who come into the hobby, parasitically make moves because they've got big dollar, buy stuff up, raise the prices, and then dump it and then move on to something else without any concern or appreciation for you know the longevity of that hobby. That for me is the is the equivalent to ticket touts in the music industry, which I used to be I very close to. Yeah, yeah. Because it, ta- it it all it does is takes out from yep. the industry and from the community. It doesn't put back in. Um, no. And I I have I have very little time for that. I also have very little time for content that supports that narrative. Um, now I've been quite on the fence about this and maybe not, not saying what, what I kind of feel about it, but 2023, I'm going to be a lot more frank about things. I actively choose to avoid and have some disdain for the hashtag Marvel cards, baby. Now this isn't an attack at anyone in particular who happened to use it. But for me, that hashtag sums up the period where those people were operating within the hobby. Now, some of them have stepped out of the hobby now and have moved on to other things. Some of them are still quietly going in the background and maybe have rebranded and shed their skin a little bit and are still there doing things. But I I love the fact that the idea behind its use from many quarters was one that was excitement and promoting the scene and, and all that sort of stuff. But it was equally used by people people who were putting out content who were working alongside the market manipulator that that you know may or may not have said that quote and people who were had other interests and i think the the interesting thing too about that quote and, and what i will say and, and, and I know how you feel about that hashtag quite a bit. And, and I'm more of a, like, I seem very extroverted, but I'm actually a lot quieter in, in, you know, um, I, I just, I can talk, but I'm much quieter as a person in terms of my head and stuff. I, I don't, I am. It goes. It goes back. Uh, I'm to a like, Brit. I'm quite reserved. <laughs> I'm quite reserved. <laughs> well, I have, um, you know, I, I'm, I often yeah. hold back. You know, I try to be restrained yeah. and and maintain. I have that kind of Miami 
<laughs> excitement yeah. to my oh, okay. to what I say, and I can I can get a little too much. But like, I I think for me, so much of that hashtag and so much of those, it, it's funny to see people have good intentions, and it's funny to see people have different perspectives on things that I have different perspectives on. Mm. You know what I mean? And to say that anyone, and I, and I said it in the rest of that comment too, right? I, I said yes, that thing sorry, about- Yes, sorry, there is context. No, 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 you're good, yeah. you're good, you're good. Yeah, I said that thing about most collectors, yada, yada, yada. Or what, what was it again? I forgot what I said on this. You said, there. so let, let's, 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 let's give this, because I think yeah, this, this, sorry, this ties there's in more, quite nicely with what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I want to so, talk about with so that. So this was told to me by someone who was only interested in controlling the market and nothing else. Most collectors can be bought. Many collectors- are friends with uh, our souls in the group because they have cars they eventually hope to get and all collectors will sell for the highest possible price. The hobby is not about what we do with cards, but how we treat each other. That was, that's, I put that there because I wanted to show yes. that. Here's the thing. It's not to me, it's not important to me. And I understand why you brought up the hashtag and this is not a reference to that. I try not to point fingers, even at the people I really dislike. Yeah. Because I, I I go out of my way not to do it because the truth is appearance and intention are two very separate things. Of course. And 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 I try to be careful with that, even though there are plenty of things that you and I talk about off air that just drive me crazy um, more than you at times. <laughs> and I can, I can, you know what I mean? Like I get just as uh, uh, upset, if not more. I just simmer and on the surface. Yeah. You're just like, and I'm just like, what the? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, and I put that there because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't protecting anybody and I wasn't outing anybody mm. because I don't want to be the person that says, hey, these people are good. These people are bad. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I don't want to do that because truthfully, it gets tricky when something costs money or something is out of five or ten. It becomes a competition. It becomes important to people because truthfully, I saw a lot of people that went on YouTube to talk about Marvel cards and you can see them. And I'm not going to say who and who these people were, but you can see how sad they were and their job, daily jobs and how unfulfilled they were and how, quite frankly, lonely they are. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can see it. I can see their mm. desperation for wanting to make content and, and stuff like that. And it makes me sad. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but any influencer across any YouTube media feels that way. You know what I mean? You can like, no one goes ahead and does all this stuff. Like you and I even started this thing because we just wanted to talk about cards and hang out. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't fame. I mean, we have no sponsorship. We don't make any money off of this. The only nice thing that came out of this is, the community and getting to have some access to upper deck, which is quite rare for to, to do. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think, I think a lot of people went into this for many reasons. And some of those reasons happened to bring in a lot of hope and a lot of circumventing their desperation to make something new for themselves and to make a name for themselves. Yeah. And I think that was important to a lot of people and yeah. it brought good and really bad things out of mm. the community and mm. themselves. Yeah. And that's, 
that's what I, that's how I see all of this. Yeah. I don't think I don't feel bad personally for anybody who and this is going to be hard. This is going to sound harsh, but like I don't feel bad for anybody who didn't do their research. You know what I mean? And and was sheep. Like I'm sorry, but I really just don't feel bad for people who were just mindless drones following people Mm. got what you got you know what i mean like that's it like in all seriousness i I don't feel bad for people who don't take a step back and have any kind of critical Mm. sense or critical Mm. reflection you know what i mean yeah i I personally try never to like mislead anybody obviously we've we've go out of our way to explain that don't buy product wait for it to come on comp c or look for the best price or look through the community to find mm. someone to trade with. Mm. Avoid mm. spending money if you can. That's yeah, always yeah. been our mantra. And yeah. we don't quote prices on what things sell for. And we don't reference money we've spent on stuff unless it's just to be to fair, like, I can't I kind of do, but anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, you try but, not uh, yeah, to make usually it... usually because I record a conversation I'm having with you and it just right, say, that's oh different. I got this, and you know, it, it was it was a really good price. But I it's not like price. this is up, this is down. No. This is good. Oh price. no, no, no! This we don't do not. we don't do market no, price right. stuff, and we never have. Um, no, really, it's not, it's not of an interest. I mean, we, t- we talk about the general trends, and there is content out there that does that. And I think I I, I just want to, just in case anyone's sitting there simmering and thinking, Ian's just all over my chips, and and you know he's no no you know, no no. I'm not. If that hashtag is genuinely used with enthusiasm and love from a lot of quarters. Hundred percent. A I, lot of I'm, people. I'm, I'm yeah. what I'm saying is. I personally, I can't, I can't get on board with it, and I always, I, it, it's just not my taste for, for starters. That was where I started, it. and sudden, then suddenly it was everywhere, and people were using it everywhere. And for me, it became associated with the the stuff that was going on with with market manipulation, um, with content with a capital C O N, you know, of which you know. And people listening will know what I'm referring to when I'm talking about that. But, you know, some people really like it because it's it's something that is, and I get this because, you know, social media and that, it's a good hashtag. It's a good awareness thing. And it's a good, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. Too. Yeah, it's absolutely positive. Yeah. And it's absolutely fine. You know, I'm not trying to put on anyone's chips with it. I'm just saying that for the longest time, I've said nothing about that hashtag and I never use it and I never have yeah. used it. Um, because I personally, it's my personal taste. I just can't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it yeah, turns no, me off as much as thing. it turns a lot of people on. That's absolutely cool in the gang. If 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 you want to if you want to go with it, and your your kind of you know your excitement and your positivity and your content is based around that, you you go for it. You absolutely go for it. Um, however, if you're doing it with a market manipulator or two in your back pocket, driving what you're saying and driving the the, the tone of your content, then I, I, I close the door <laughs> at that point because that's where it, it crosses nine. That's now, where it gets really, thing, really, 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 yeah. really poor taste. The interesting thing becomes, yeah. about the market manipulators is that's exactly what they're doing. The emphasis is on the latter because they're not – very rarely are they publicly visible. You know, you can't go to many of their, no, they their, pretend. their Instagram they feeds pretend. or their they YouTube pay, feeds. They, yeah, they pay they pay uh an MTV uh Lala whatever person to go on camera and <laughs> lose their minds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never heard of that person before, by the way. Yeah, no um, one has. No one has. And, like, what would that and, person do? And, and, with and given work? given how quickly was... she she saw what it was, and you know, anyway, I I don't whatever. tend to get involved in that kind of content. I I don't have time Barf. in my life to watch it, and it's, it just doesn't appeal to me. But um, th- there are people who are 
in my view, very shady in the hobby, who other people have outed in their content and pointed out their their, their mm. kind of form, who do have a public face and a public persona. And, you know, there are people who I have absolute disdain for, and I'm not going to diss them openly on here, but if you DM me privately, I'll quite happily tell you who it is. That's not what I'm here to do. What I'm wanting to do is have a conversation about why people have been a little bit quitting, a little bit I stepping mean, back from the hobby. And the, yeah, that's honest. one of the reasons. That's one of the big things in 2022. That's the that reason. Put people off. It's not one of the big reasons. Mm. It's one of it, it, the second, the second closest reason is quality control. But that was pandemic all around. I mean, well, I think that that's, will that's coming. That's coming. Yeah, no, that's coming. No, it's not just quality control, it's set construction. It's and that, yeah, that, that is a choice. That is a choice. Image selection, mm-hmm. it's ridiculously. Mm-hmm childish and like things need to change there. Mm. And I'm, I'm hopeful, but like, if it yeah. doesn't, there's no reason to buy new modern cards. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. just not, but like a hundred percent talks to that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, please. I'm, I'm just going to say like, if you want an example of what market manipulators have done to this hobby and whether it was good or bad, just read these comments you'll see that most of it's bad. This mm. whole strategy of getting rid of the hobbyists is just to limit the control of people who love the hobby to giving power back, not back, but giving power to people who have the money in their pockets to make people who love this hobby have to think twice about, mm. man, I can pay off my home or I can do the thing I love. That's what that's doing. Like in all mm. seriousness, that's that's mm. what it is, is that people are being forced to reevaluate things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works for people. Like I remember helping people, a lot of people help sell their cards to these kind of market movers. And some because people rode that wave and improved the quality of their life and their family's lives. Like a lot of things it. change people's lives. It's, it's go, really go spectacular. It. But when it if comes able to, to the point where people are purposely being lied to or people are being told, hey, that's not really that viable. Mm. So putting out misinformation. That's garbage. Because um, that's now all of a sudden you're playing the market against itself, the very market you built. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a A, a really idiotic strategy. And B, Mm. it's a strategy that only forces people who, let's be honest, even understand Marvel cards. And Mm. and I hate to put it out there. I'm not trying to say there's better collectors than others, but Dude, if you don't know basic history of Marvel cards and you're getting wrong in your videos, that is laughable. Like, if you don't have the research, then you don't know mm. what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the problem is that all of a sudden, cards that are actually super special, <laughs> and I'm going to say special, whatever, to Marvel cards, <laughs> to Marvel cards, and then yeah. you have that's out of 10 that people are like, Ooh, in an eye over all of a sudden the prices for this stupid thing is going up the moon because people are just yeah. passing it around the circle yeah. just for show to try to up its value which is garbage and then you have people on the other side who have the cards that are really beautiful and really special to the hobby and luckily for those guys and women who have those cards they get to enjoy them. You know what I mean? And then when they see them pop up on eBay every couple of years, they can buy one or have a friend who doesn't have one finally get one of those. Yep. That is actually really a great thing. But the problem is there's no knowledge. 
there's no actual understanding of what these cards are of the problem. And I, and I, yeah. And I wonder, I wonder how that happened in other areas of collecting, like, like Pokemon or magic. Like yeah. I wonder, cause we're so young. We've been around just as long, but we were like, I, I say this stupid thing all the time, but we were definitely sectored off. We were definitely like outside the, the, the outskirts of the city. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, how did people in Pokemon? <laughs> we're a commuter hub. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's kind of a weird thing. Cause like, I wonder what is our next kind of understanding of how it goes from, yeah, this is what everybody wanted. And then all of a sudden people on the hobby start saying, yeah, good. You guys had your fill. I'm hope, hope hopefully you're tired and exhausted. Go sleep it off. We're going to go ahead and show you what's up now. And then all of a sudden the real appreciation for the hobby, the real longevity of the hobby starts to kind of mm-hmm. become its own. How can I say like sustains itself, right? Like yeah. the hobbyist starts sustaining the hobby, not investors. Yes. yes, exactly. So on the quality issue, yeah, someone's commented, I personally stopped all EPAC purchases after the poor QC issues surrounding Spider-Man Metal Universe. I feel we all got burnt on that upper deck money grab. I'm still using ComC, but have been very selective on what I buy, which touches into uh, another fella, um, I guess I have semi-quit, mostly due to the sets relying too much on parallels and recycling art. As a character collector, I don't want the same art of a character from different sets that want me to pay a premium price for low-quality cards that have the exact same art as the set that was released before it. This combined with the odd nature of the market, one minute people will pay $500 for a card, and next they won't even pay $100. So, or there's a lot in that. that don't even feature the character but say it's the character's name like our oh, well, yes. pancake with captain america uh, yeah, like, yeah yeah that is absurd that is yes. absurd to me that with all of the art that's available to ud that there are literally cards out there of particular characters with the same image and when they say recycled art here that's not the recycled art we're always hearing where it's like oh comic book art because i think everyone finally understands that some comic book art on cards for the first time is a killer cool idea because mm. we've never had a representation of that artwork on a card here they're referring to one card in a set that ha- came out in 2013 having the same exact art to a card that came out in t- in 2007 and then has the same card same card art that came out in 2019 like it's just a ridiculous thing to have that same character art for that character in three to four sets. And this is not one incident. This is like multiple incidents mm-hmm. of this happening. Mm-hmm. There's no reason UD or anybody who makes Marvel cards shouldn't have a library and tag those library of images to understand what pictures they're referencing to make sure there's no double and do the yeah. qual- a true quality control used. check. Yeah. Yeah. My issue is the first appearance images that just get too, too overused now. Um, for me, it's the Black Cat cover of Amazing Spider-Man 194. I mean, I've probably got maybe a dozen cards from the last 10 years that have that artwork in some form on it. You know who's doing a really good job on showing that? James and in Edel. a cool way, James, James is the best. James, James is the best. killed it finding those original yeah. sources. He does yeah. such a good job. So for those who terms- don't... 
Yeah, James. No, I was going to say, for those who don't know, so what James has done, James is in the MCCW group, and you can see his posts in there. So I don't think he does it on Instagram. Um, he um, Does he? He no. didn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, I did ask him because someone saw someone doing something similar on Instagram for a brief period. That I don't think they're still doing it. And we thought, oh, James, it's you. And I, I messaged him and I said, is that you? And he goes, like, no, it's not me. Um, but James, James That's is right. cool. Uh, James was on Marvel on the Brain on, on the round that I did. So Marvel on the Brain, for those who don't know, is coming back. Uh, Billy right. uh, but for Sozzy, sorry, Billy, if I've muffed up that name, aka Watch Me Open, who's been on this show a few times, did a guest show called Marvel on the Brain and he did several rounds of it. And the one I was on, I was on with Tony Perno and James Edel. So James was on there. So if you want to go and see what he looks like and and and, and hear him talk, you can go and find those on, on Billy's YouTube. But uh, Marvel on the Brain is coming back. Anyway, I'm get, this is like a side quest within a side quest here. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, so James um, has for over a year now gone through, he's done it on several sets. He went through annual last year, annual this year, Spider-Man Metal Universe he's currently doing. And he does a post, usually once a day, he's doing it twice at the moment for Spider-Man Metal Universe, where he's doing the, the art that was used in the low series in the morning and then the art that was used in the high series for that character in the evening and he posts the source of where it was from in the original image and you know adds a bit of commentary as to where it came from and what he thinks of the cropping and things like that and some of it is eye-opening because you, you very cool he's, he's thrown up quite a few errors where it's like actually it's not that character at all <laughs> or it's actually it looks like spider-man but it's actually superior spider-man or it's uh, ben Riley, or something like that, you know, um, or Venom. Like this is the original Venom, but it's not that's actually. Sad. It's like, not actually so an Eddie sad. Brock image. It's a later image and things like that. You know, that kind of thing is fine if you just want to get you know do a blaster in in Walmart. But if you if you're doing it for high end, shouldn't do it at all. You, know that you stuff? shouldn't do it at all. Well, you yeah. should always put the. Did you hear I'm what happened in Star nice. Wars? No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Star there, Wars. Let's talk list. about this. Let's talk about so, this. Right. Well, so. well, hold on. So there was something at two things. Um, someone <laughs> who's been doing the words out. You're so excited. I'm so excited. So one thing I want to mention earlier, uh, James is amazing. And this James is, is wonderful. nothing you, that James. James is doing. Thank you. This is nothing that James is doing is completely different. But uh, my buddy Doom card, um, Jesus, who's a Dr. Doom collector, major, you know, nice building guy. up a, a really super nice guy. Not building spoken to him, but I really want to. I, I really you should. He's out. really yeah. nice. He's actually really nice. He's a character collector, friend mm. of mine. And he's been doing something cool on his post where he's posting uh, Dooms, but all the same images through different cards. Oh, so interesting. Like, so, you know, like the foreign ones would actually yeah. do the, so like he's doing foreign ones and stickers and tattoos. So he hasn't done right. like, the UD ones that are repeating, but yeah, he's yeah. done like the really cool images that are reused in different scalings and stuff like that. And then the other thing I wanted to say, which I'm just starting to forget now and it's gone. There you go. Good stuff. Oh, wasn't about go. Star Wars, was it? Yes, it was. Thank you so much. Okay. That's I'm the other thing. At, I'm looking at the comment now. Yeah. So our, my, our buddy Nicholas, Nicholas. Who's, who's just the nicest, coolest dude. He's he nice is guy. basically like, 
me and him kind of mirror each other on the Star Wars side. So he he's on the Star Wars side, he's on the Marvel side. He's an, actually a big Marvel car collector too. Mm. Um, but he pulled he, an amazing uh, fantasy fifteen yeah, cut. From yeah, he's done. He's done. He got the fantasy fifteen cut. He got the Haley Auto, and he mm. did the achievement thing. He's like, didn't he get the Omega? The no, the Alpha. Yeah, he got the, the Alpha. Alpha. He's one of the first people Crazy. to get that. He got achievement. stupid. Yeah. Lo- yeah, he got stupid yeah, yeah. lucky. But what was interesting is on Marvel cards, on the back of Marvel cards, we should be putting where that image was gotten. So they need to hire James to get that information. And also the artist who drew the work. Yeah, credit should source. Should be on the back. Always, always credit the source. Always, always. I've always said it. It is one of my biggest complaints about the base set of Flare 2019 um, and other sets, but especially Flare 2019 when it's original art. But for the cards 1 to 90, it's not on the back of the card. How is that even possible? I, I, well, this yeah. is, it gets even more insane now. So Tops, Fanatics Tops just released a set called Tops Chrome or Chrome 2020, whatever, garbage. Anyway, yeah. but the cards they're doing now are cards that have been in Star Wars Galaxy. So Star, Star Wars, Wars Galaxy, Galaxy is original art uh, that was started coming out in it's the It's one 90s, of the very first got, original yeah, art. I've got, I think it started 94, 95, 96, somewhere around there. And I've got the first three sets of it. And it's Beautiful. all original art. It's Gorgeous. lots of artists that you would see on Marvel cards in the 90s and Lovely on fantasy art. It's brilliant. All those artists that were pumping out that really good work for Marvel carried on pumping out really good work for Star Wars in the 90s. And Star Wars didn't see that same dip, I don't think, that, that Marvel cards and other areas did in the 90s. And it didn't have that that bust period because obviously Star Wars was coming up and you know then the prequels started coming out late 90s, so things like that. Anyway, Galaxy is yeah. all original art and some of it is, is using the movie and some of it is based on the imaginary or expanded universe stuff. You know, a yeah. lot of the stuff so, like, you not get canon stuff- anymore. Right, you get stuff from graphic novels that have yeah. been in the print, stuff cool. It's a really cool set. Well, mm. and this I bring this up because there's two worries here. A galaxy is being they're reusing <laughs> the art from those galaxy sets, aren't they, on new product? So they are, and it gets worse, right? So galaxy right now in the whole Star Wars world is galaxy was never expensive, but a lot of idiotic influencers are using galaxy to pump the market because it was a cheap buy-in which was a direct quote to me by the way that it was a cheap buy-in so they bought tons of galaxy and then they showed it in front of everybody and made a big deal out of it anyway idiotic stuff basically what happened to marvel happening over there star wars and they're using star wars galaxy to do that now this is the kicker the new star wars galaxy set that came out this is the chrome actually, one. Yeah, Tops Chrome, whatever it is. Tops Galaxy Chrome, Star Wars Galaxy Chrome, whatever. Yeah. They erased the artist's name from the front of the artwork. Yeah, where they'd signed it. Where they signed it on the artwork. So Joe mm-hmm. Smith, who did really beautiful pieces from that set, and there's even a little autograph set that they use his art on. They reused that art, and they erased his name off the painting. Yeah, And they don't have it anywhere listed on the card. None of them have any of it listed on the card. And it was completely erased. That, to me, is probably the most horrendous thing you can do with a non-sport card mm. ever. Or any yeah. card or anything that features the artwork of an artist. Like, that is absurd mm. to the maximum level. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Nicholas wrote a good thing, a good comment on there as he well. He did. He did. Nicholas, um, 
Nicholas commented, you there? Yeah, sorry, my mum texted me. Sorry. Because um, I've got the screen up, I can't see your video. So oh, cut, rude? Uh, uh, no, no, no. It's just that I can read that because um, wow. I can't overlay I've them. seen all of this gorgeousness. Go ahead. Uh, well, you know, I've, 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 I've had my fill. <laughs> I'll stack that in the back in the wank bank for later. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> anyway um, so Nicholas um, commented, uh, people quit for different reasons. Very true, actually. There's a lot of good stuff in here we've not yet gone to, so we'll try and we'll try and get back to that. Uh, up yes, until sir. recently, I was hesitant to continue to still collect Star Wars. That was up until Tops decided to use a, a deceased artist's work. I didn't realise Joe Smith had passed, uh, and not even give credit to the artist. They also erased his signature on the image they used in the past for the newest release. In general, it's disgust towards it all. Um, and he then posted pictures of the art. Um, now, Eugene came up with a very succinct way of summing it up. Spider-Man metal and market manipulators broke the hobby, uh, which has possibly got the most likes of any comment on here. Um, now, the interesting thing um, here is that um, our friend Brad Galley um, oh, came in and engaged with Eugene on that, which was really good. Uh, but Brad, I, I love Brad. Brad's... Brad, um, You'll have seen him on the on the podcast before. Um, he's he's a very lovely fella, um, very awesome. enthusiastic bloke, and um, I'm scroll I'm pedaling because I'm scrolling down to his comment because he typed the most wonderful thing, um, which I think is worth reading because I don't want it to be all all down and negative for people. And what Brad typed was absolutely beautiful. Can I find it? Can I? Yes, I can. Here it is. <laughs> Brad, um, I'm naturally an optimistic person. I remain that way about 2023. We're going to finally get products I want. There are so many new MCU shows and movies, um, and I ha- I have hope to add signers I want, relics if they make them, and pray box prices don't go crazy. I spent silly money I wasn't proud to spend on EPAC in 2022, mostly on Goodwin Champions. I need to show better restraint there going forward. That's the most dangerous part for me. So I'm hopeful and determined, happy to learn hard lessons through this hobby's evolution. I, I, I love that. That's a really good spin on it from Brad. But the key thing there is the hobby's evolution. Yeah, I mean, it, and it is. And and I think that's part of my worry and, and what Eugene and, and Brad are talking about there, I think mm-hmm. is really good. It's funny because it's not, as a character collector, I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, I wonder, was the Spider-Man medal for you too that kind of broke it? Yeah, it was just too many, um, it was too many. Um, I think the metal series are too big. They're too, they're too uh, massive. Is. They're too much. It is. 20, 20 card parallels is ridiculously stupid. It, it um, is. Keith, was, Keith Speroni summed it up, actually. Um, oh, really? Um, he goes... Um, Keith is great. So what did, what did he say? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just quote from him. So I'm paraphrasing you here, Keith. Apologies. But I just read it as you said that, and it, it sounded right. Um, I wish I'd yes. spent that same money on the sets I really wanted, but I went for a phase of catch-up and got to catch them all with Marvel. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's the dangerous thing, especially as a character collector, which is why I, I just have a, an issue with the number of parallels. And no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Color, and like the color. idea that like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crap. And putting printing plates all four in one go as a random achievement on EPAC is garbage yeah. um, and super disrespectful. Like it's dumb. It's, it's just a gamble mm-hmm. gambling mm-hmm. thing. I don't think it makes any sense, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I agree on that. And it's funny. Cause like the set that broke me was MM 16. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, to be fair, broken me because like Surfer's a tier four character. So basically, people, what you're telling us is you've been broken for six years now. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been picking up the pieces slowly but surely. But yeah. So when we started this, it really was therapy 16, for you. Sixteen really, sixteen really messed me up. Sixteen really put things in perspective, mm. um, which was really hard because I loved eighteen. Um, eighteen, 18 was a nice lot set. of fun. Marvel sixteen, eighteen, twenty. They're all beautiful, oh. mm. but I had so much fun with eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, because there were a lot of pieces there that I felt particularly interested in collecting. Um, and that was a really cool set. And I really enjoyed that and, and, and enjoyed mm-hmm. that set quite a bit. Um, but 16 broke me. But I think, and like I said earlier, it's going to be a lot of different sets for different people. Like some people with Spider-Man Metal, and I've said this before, and, and not to just trying to be a little more positive, you know, a lot like Spider-Man Metal for a lot of people is, what brought them into the hobby and yeah. they're enjoying the My set, little girl loves blasters. Cool. Yeah. She yeah. And the blast they finally did blasters. Yeah. So the the problem is again, and my worry for the future and speaking to the comment about evolution and stuff like that. And I and I wonder if this is your worry as well. Is that I don't want the future of Marvel cards to not include hobbyist. And I don't want the future of Marvel cards to include hobbyists in a way where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you can have all this garbage. Good luck. And then we'll collect all the really high end stuff. And when I say garbage, I don't mean like any card is garbage. What I mean by that is like things that are not properly cropped, things that are cut off, things that, mm-hmm. you know, nobody who's been collecting cards in this hobby would be interested in collecting because it just doesn't yeah vibe with us right yeah. it's not part of us as as collectors as as obvious for this collection collector uh collectors um it's a very strange i just hope there's not going to be this kind of like haves and haves nots even though it probably is already there yeah and that's the thing i don't want there to be a class system <laughs> yeah that's within, what i'm worried about within, that's within what the, i'm yeah, really worried about the hobby. yeah because uh, yeah, because like you're looking at all these very premium sets that are coming out, mm-hmm. like the ridiculousness with the Magic the Gathering 30th anniversary shit, mm-hmm. which I, I'm sure you saw. You know, that's absurd. You know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. have cards that were never supposed to be reproduced. And it mm-hmm. is a have and haves nots. You know what I mean? But the problem mm-hmm. is that if they were reproduced and everybody can enjoy them, that was different. But that's not what happened. They were yeah. reproduced to only give to influencers, celebrities, and all these other yahoos to promote a $1,000 four-pack purchase of something that's already been made. Yeah. Like that, it, with no real major hits either. I was watching a good video on IGN um, from this guy who was opening a pack who, who seemed to be a Magic the Gathering fan. And I was really impressed with, with him talking about it. Um, but he gave really good insight to like, when you open a pack of these, it wasn't like you got a really cool hit. It was more like you would get things that you can still afford reasonably. And you're mm. just paying a thousand dollars to have the experience of opening it out of a pack. Like it yeah. just seems like, you know, nobody with any real experience collecting anything came up with that decision. Mm. And that's my mm. worry for a lot of these corporations is that people are working at these places or will work at these places for a limited bit of time and they're not going to have anybody there who does this a lot or has been doing this for a while. It's very strange. It's it's a very strange it thing is, that I can see people getting opinions from people who don't know how, what they're doing. It's very weird. 
So going back to the question about people quitting, because this is interesting. A lot of people said, uh, Ron uh, Seder, uh, Seder, forgive me if I've mispronounced your name right. Oh, yeah. um, lovely fella. Um, I'm on pause right now. I'm mainly window shopping, but always looking. Occasionally, I will pick something only if the price is reasonable and it is to finish a set or a rainbow I've been chasing. But I'm no longer chasing anything new or grabbing things I would have previously bought a year ago just because it tickled my fancy a bit. Um, and Kevin Leddy, Kevin number two. Kevin. Leddy. Leddy. I didn't quit collecting. I simply refused to pay premium prices for modern comic images sets. <laughs> so, uh, further around, right, he, he gives some examples and he goes to each their own, but it ain't, it ain't for me. Um, and um, Jason Montgomery is, is one of the um fellas who moderates on the group. So, Jason, that's hello. right, Jason. Um, a few years ago, I cut down and focused my collection. I would strongly encourage everyone that is thinking about throwing in the towel or feeling overwhelmed with their respective collection to consider doing the same. That's coming folks that's that's a few episodes <laughs> hence uh, maybe even next week um it and has also can, helped can, me maybe maybe we could also list some strategies and some yeah things. You know, yeah fun exactly stuff. we'll do a exactly bunch of we'll it's coming cool. it's coming it's coming it's coming it has really helped me to appreciate what i have and not to regret purchases additionally set a budget and stick to it so we're going to put a pin in that jason because he's given some great ideas there i'm terrible at doing those pin things i have to really you do good i have to Don't moisten up camera though. <laughs> no, don't say that. Oh, I have God. to moisten up. Um, I'll send you the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've read that. Um, I'm going to go back to someone um, who DM'd me. Um, I didn't want to put this on the thread, but now if you want to sell, you get taxed at $600 instead of $20,000. So, yeah, I think this is a new thing in the US specifically, where there's a different tax threshold for stuff. Um, but he goes on to say, I make about 500k a year, so anything I sell gets taxed close to 40%. So basically, you know, these are people who are bringing in a fair bit of income, so I imagine would have a bit of disposable wow, income who are still kind of, you know, narrowing things that have, that have got going on here. Um, that being said, there's some people who've um come back and said, um, some interesting stuff. Um, you know, so obviously the question is, do, do you intend to quit? No, what I'm saying is they've, they've actually come back with some really interesting responses. So oh, the I question is, you know, do you intend to quit? No, no, no. Um, David Joaquin de la Rosa, who we've had on before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lovely guy. Um, awesome. Uh, no, I purchased a new car just a few hours ago, made a great trade about a week or two ago, and I'm preparing a bunch to eventually send off to grade. In this past month, I've discovered a couple of really nice cards I never knew about, and I'm genuinely excited to get some time off to continue building and organizing sets I've not yet properly stored away. I'm still desiring wish list items, and I'm looking forward to future sets. The manipulators, influencers, and my overall spending this past year has left a bad taste in my mouth, but it hasn't deterred me from collecting. So that's that's great. I love that that you that's know beautiful. not everyone's come in with some like oh yeah fucking ghastly because a lot of people have you know in and, and that's not to dismiss that 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 perspective at all. Um, but um, it was interesting that there's a few people um, in there. No, there's some there's, nice moments of levity. Like there, there is some nice moments. And of, there's yeah, there's another one here from uh, Jordan Poon, um, who I I kind of came interacted with on on epac quite a few times and then he joined the group about six months ago and said oh it's me 
this is and, he, awesome. and Black Cat's one of his things. And I was like, fuck, oh, I love wow. your collection. I was like, I almost <laughs> ran and hugged him on a virtual Facebook kind of vibe. Oh. Um, I don't intend to quit. And in fact, I probably worked on my collection more than I ever had this year. Yes, I have too. And like I said, we'll come back to that. What I've quit is buying things that I think are good deals just for the sake of it, which I made the mistake of doing early this year with FOMO. Like many of us, that manipulation period definitely burned me a bit. But luckily, I got priced out of a ton of opportunities and couldn't mm. afford to waste money on a lot of things that I'm now grateful I didn't. Being priced out helped me focus on a specific direction for my collection that I hope to grow at a more reasonable cost next year. Buying something just because I think the price is good wasn't fun at all compared to PC Focus. Box prices increase is certainly a bummer as well, but I was never a big breaker anyway, so that will continue. Now, that, that's it. interesting. A lot of people do like that experience of breaking boxes and opening a pack. And a lot of people have said, you know, I can't afford to do that anymore. So I'm now having to pick and choose, which is great. But a lot of what Jordan's put there, this is kind of why I kind of want to use Jordan's towards the end of our chat, because yeah, not that I'm saying we're going to bugger off it imminently, but I'm just saying I wanted to put it in this half of the episode because that's a lot of the stuff that I think we're going to go and talk on over the next couple of episodes, you know, as we kind of talk about yeah. the state of the hobby and, you know, collector cycles and collecting cycles and things like that. Because I think... After last the year, everyone just kind of, a lot of people are taking stock. You know, it's really cold. Everyone's a bit skint. Everyone's indoors. Cons aren't really happening. You know, this is the time of the year where people just like, okay, let's have a reassess. Let's do some sorting. I can't really go out have a heart attack awesome. if I clear the drive. You know, let's just <laughs> reassess. There's a number of people who have heart attacks clearing things. I, I realize That scares the, way, the hell out of me, by the no, way. No, but there's, there's, a, weird there's a medical reason for it because the body temperature. There was an article on the BBC News website recently because I learned everything I know, I learn off the internet. <laughs> Clearly, um, but but it's but it is it's true apparently um, that in cold weather because it's uh, because your body's colder the blood vessels constrict and so oh, yeah. it the heart has to work a bit harder which is why it's really common for people to have heart attacks exerting themselves when it's cold. Huh. That's interesting because you're pushing the system harder. Yeah, and your system might not be. Your system, yeah, it's kind of if your system's might already not, clogged yeah. up or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's um, so scary. I, I think it's, it's fascinating. Uh, John T, bless him. Uh, self-confessed addict. I'll carry on collecting. We'll stick to a couple of sets per year rather than going for all of the Marvel ones. There is yeah. a part of me that hopes this pays off my kids in the long run. So if that's what you want to do, absolutely fine. Um, yeah. I don't know why you would want to like, like, like my little one, he's not going to college. He's just not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm this kidding. Is, I don't have kids. That's a terrible joke. Be funny. <laughs> this is interesting. Someone's posted something I've literally only just read for the first time now. I, I've never read awesome. this, and I didn't know it was public domain at all. For a long time, I've wanted to have um, Steve Charendoff, the Rittenhouse president, on the show. Um, oh. So if anyone's got to connect with him, I would connect. love, I would love um, someone hooking us up. Because, I, you know, I genuinely would love to have more than one chat with him and just you know talk about some of the great sets that they put out anyway great sets um great decisions benjamin carpenter has um 
but he's posted two things actually. So I'm going to read them all for context because this is by no means a dig at um, Upper Deck or anything like that, but it's good to have a context. So his first part is, for me, I'm still hopeful for Marvel to continue, especially coming from the Pokemon and sports background. The one advantage non-sports cards share is the characters are worldwide and long-lasting, hence Marvel card collectors worldwide. I can't believe the number of people who've gotten stroppy and left the group over the past week because they're putting eBay listings up that are US only and wanted to share them in group. It's like... No, it's Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide. Uh, what what part of that is not clear? Yeah, if you're not going to sell internationally, whatever. Anyway, over half my shipments are overseas, and the characters that are popular now are the same that have been popular for 30 years and will continue on. Yes, preach, global hobby. Sports in particular, very much nobody outside the US cares for. And even in the US, each generation has a new batch of players, players to care about, and the legends from the past, for the most part, fade away. That said... I think it's time to break up the UD monopoly. Hopefully Rittenhouse president meant what he said back in 15 when they dropped out. And then he quotes Steve Charendorf. Now, I've never read this quote before. I didn't even know it was out Interesting. there. So I'd love a, a reference on this one. The quote goes, this is not the first time we've had a stoppage with Marvel, and I suspect it may not be the last. We wish Marvel well in this area, but I would not be surprised if we return to it at some point. Interesting. It'd be fantastic. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah. I, I would love it. I, I'm not saying that I, I want anyone to lose the license, anyone to gain it. I, I, that For me, there was a beautiful period where both Upper Deck and Rittenhouse were making sets. That was cool. I, it was great because you had you know different strokes for different folks. You know, and people um, didn't have to rush too, no. which is nice. You know what I mean? Like, no, they, no, there was it wasn't like a competition. It was like, yeah. oh, this is from you know we could have a set every yeah, yeah, yeah. month or so. Yeah, and they were great. Um, interestingly, um, so Davo, Mister Davo, 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 New Zealand, I think he is actually not Australian. Um, oh, is he? Um, yeah, I've had a live group boxing. I've had a live group busting boxes through the thick of COVID. It was much fun. Great new mates were found and all was well. Then the gouging of boxes started happening and I had some health issues and decided to back away. Oh, David, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Sorry, bro. Um, Hopefully he's back on the mend. I'm still hunting an occasional pack opening, but it's just rails for me now and I've moved into figures, comics and sorting, selling the shit. I already dot dot dot. Yeah, uh, uh, I was already picking up anime ages and annual for one fifty to two hundred box. Now they're gouged. It's just taxing and boring. Plenty more cardboard and collectibles to chase and have fun without paying off someone else's car. LOL. Um, which That's I a good one. It was interesting. Uh, Rory Cronk. This post needs some positivity, and he then goes into a load of stuff. But I'm going to save that for our more positive one next week. So, um, which is good. I mean, this. The, the, variations on a theme like this. I mean, one person's actually said, I've run out of physical space to collect anything more. <laughs> I would Ooh. like to buy more cards. However, with the price point combined with the lack of space, I pretty much stopped. I mean, if you run out of space, I mean, given the number of cards I've got around me right now, that's kind of... um. Can we just have a little pause for a moment? Let me just show you. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the size of the lithograph <laughs> wow. that you got from Unbound? Year one. That's a really beautiful one too. Isn't it stunning? It's so it's basically I didn't expect it to be this large because you know the one that Fleer Ultra X Men did in twenty eighteen yes. on EPAC? That was half this size. Yeah. And that was the Greg uh, Hildebrandt uh, piece that was wow. done into nine cards. But this one is very much done by the um upper deck authentic 
arm of the com- company that do the prints and the promos and things like that. So they definitely they, they, need more know. of these. So, sure yeah, is. so it is, but it is very much because it's got the same kind of authentication thing that you get from those prints when you buy from mm-hmm. the Upper Deck Gallery. So it's, it's well, definitely also, yeah, come from get, that. Yeah. Collection. You also get that same kind of thing when the um, redemptions and things like that too. Look at it. Really, it's beautiful. I love nice. it. I really love it. I, I, I'm not going to be able to hang it anywhere because quite frankly, it's too big. Um, but one person did comment and I'm, I'm not going to run through it now, but they, one person did say that they pretty much quit because Unbound for them broke broke them you know there was that week when spider-man dropped on unbound and i i have to say that week was possibly one of the worst moments of 2022 for a lot of collectors it was certainly one of the most eye-opening moments for me um in terms of the number of people who were very much you know, matey, get along, yeah, help you out, all of a sudden turn into immediate gouge monsters on Unbound. Major. Um, several people left the hobby as a result of it. Because Quite a few people, people left people the group as a result of it. Yeah, because they were disgusted with with people's behaviour because everyone yeah. was treading. It was like it was like a, a, a not to um, – no, I don't want to use that analogy because I don't want to be dis- – disrespectful to people who died in crushes and things like that that happened from time to time but it was very much people stepping on other people to get to what they want um, it was gross and just make a few quid it was, it was and really it was gross just, like just, just sorry nah. i'm worried i'm worried about future card sets that happening to it and and i'm proactively working towards having uh, doing other strategies which i will tell you about later but like i am definitely worried about people buying out sets and people just basically like buying as much product as possible to keep other people out. Like it's, and I know we've seen it already. Oh, it's just happened with homecoming, but I think it's going to get worse. Mm. I, I'm really worried about it mm. getting like really bad. Yeah. One of the, one of the major market manipulators has just bought loads of um, homecoming off Comsi try and corner the market in those colored parallels um it's just like so dumb uh, i say right now go i say right now we have a movement (laughs) and just go back to the old cards and just hang out with those for a while like i honestly whatever man when i read that i was like i was like what and their their person their representative in the group even posted at one point and said oh did anyone else notice that all that all those homecoming cards that, that were, were bought off Comsi yesterday. Does anyone else think that this is going to be? And I was like, wait, who and, said and, that? Uh, the person operating on behalf of. Who's Alpha, the person operating on behalf Kevin, of the Kevin, Kevin Rose, who's not even their real name. Who's Kevin? Oh, that idiot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah trying yeah. to. Why is it's the person in the group? group? Yeah. Anyway, what? they um they they took the post down very shortly after they posted it because I was I the first why. one to comment. I was the first one to comment, and I was I took my took my nice English gloves off and just got a bit dirty, and I said, "Oh, uh, having another um uh, I can't remember what I posted now. Anyway, I'll send you the screenshot later. Please do. Um. So basically, interestingly, uh, virtually none of the people that I perceived as, as, as quitting actually responded apart from one, which is Stephen Bagley, who's just kind of, you know, I won't read his quote. But he's yeah, kind what of, happened you know, to Bagley? Bag- yeah, is Bagley? Well, I haven't spoken to yeah, Bagley forever. No, he's, he's still around. Well, listen, I'll, I'll read his quote. I mean, we even had Stephen 
indirectly on the podcast um, in that he, yeah, he sent a in a voicemail. Um, but I, I still want to have him on. Um, but you couldn't, you know, literally, it was like red flash of Bagley at one point. Do you remember? He, he was getting yeah, so lucky on the red flashes it. and he was posting Bagley them every, every five minutes. Um, yeah. So he did, he was one of the people I did tag. Interesting, none of the others uh, commented, which means that they're, I've, well, they might not be around. It's only yesterday. They might not, <laughs> might be not around, been on yeah. Facebook. Um, I love the cards and the sets. That hasn't changed. And I still get signatures and or get my cards graded and such because Stephen works for Beckett and is an authentication of shows. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But with the economy the way it is and with the insane prices of boxes, I just can't buy like I used to anymore. I'm getting maybe like 5 to 10% of what I used to at best. And that's, you know, Stephen was, was, was a baller, but he wasn't a whale, you know. No, he wasn't. He wasn't um, I've switched to getting more sports cards than Marvel cards lately, primarily hockey and baseball. Cool. I mean, collect what you love. Um, but overall, there's just too much other stuff that my money has to go to right now. These prices are just too high to be able to do much anymore. But my love for the cards, the art and the artist has not weighed. I just can't really afford to dive into new card sets anymore. So that's interesting. He still loves the hobby. He just can't, you know, can't afford to play. He really did like his kind cards. Of moved like, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves them. He, yeah, he, really, he, really, he really liked a lot of it, actually. Yeah. He was a huge fan of yeah. 18, from what I remember. Uh, yeah, right? I was in uh, – there was a little chat group that I had with uh, – we called it um, Marvel Annual Heads. That's simply right. because it's Diesel. the first thing that came off my, my head to write. And there were a few of us in there, actually. Um, uh, another fine young fellow, um, Jonathan Delgado, who did actually comment. Um, and, and Jonathan Delgado is one of the sweetest – loveliest guys in the hobby absolutely super nice you know hands down great guy really fair wonderful cool collector really nice just a just a nice human being basically yeah. and you know everyone we've we've quoted from here is a is 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 a nice we're human lucky being. man we have a lot of nice people in our community yeah an awfully lot, lot of nice people where's yeah. jonathan comment he, he commented i on saw it I'm, too it's there yeah, it's there I'm, I'm trying to find it, it. And we'll, we'll probably wrap like with it. with with his um in a moment um because i have a couple of things worst, i wanted man. to say where this is it just it's in here but no but this is this is the thing this is why this post was such a like lightning rod for me um, that's crazy it I felt like jerry Maguire when they did the memo when he did the memo <laughs> it felt yeah. like that um um anyway um Jonathan um, has has commented after the local comic shop where I was getting products announced they'd be closing soon. I pretty much decided I was done buying. The LCS was the only place I could still get packs at reasonable price and availability. I simply cannot afford set build anything, even at EPAX prices. So I guess I'm done. I'm still trying to grab a sketch here and there for my collection, but even that I've been selling off. Yeah, he's been selling some sketches recently. A uh, bunch of and is nowhere near as big as it was. Pretty sad because when I jumped back in in 2018, I was super excited to re-engage a childhood hobby. But now it looks to be flickering out pretty quickly. Um, that breaks my heart. That does break my heart. I mean, Jonathan, flame's always on from my point of view for you. I, he's one of those people I'll, I will um, quite happily lay down. You know, they'd have that old thing where someone lays down their coat over the puddle so that the queen doesn't get her feet wet when she yes. walks over it. Yes, he's yes, one yes. of those guys. I will quite happily lay my coat he's over the puddle. always been nice. Um, always been nice. So, yeah, interesting. Um the good thing is there's an awful lot of positivity in what people have commented and yeah that's what we're going to take into the next few episodes folks so we're going to be we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that people have brought up about how they are staying engaged with the hobby how they're evolving as collectors it goes back to those phases that i jotted down before any of this came on the facebook post and we had all that wonderful feedback 
interestingly, it does actually fit with that kind of cycle of collecting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not everyone's at the same point in their collections. You know, some people are at different phases. Some people don't think any of this applies to them because, you know, out of all the people that commented here, there's another 4,000 people in the group. So, you know, uh, some people are having the life of Riley out there. And, it, you know, it's not, it's not. So that's interesting. Um, I wanted to say something. What did I want to say? Can I show you some more cool Please. Let's, I'm going to show you some cards. Let's wrap up with showing with some, some cards. cards. While I'm getting these ready, I just wanted to have a look. This is, this is just something personal that I wanted to say. Please. And I'm not going to mention any names here, but there is uh, there are a couple of people. There's a lot of people, actually, who've sent me friend requests on Facebook over the months and years. I don't generally accept friend requests from everyone because – a, I take that literally, that <laughs> that word friend, you know, yeah. um, and B, I, I've got to keep a little bit of something for myself. And when I do share stuff on Facebook that's not on the groups and not hobby, because a lot of my social media is hobby-based these days, um, it's uh, of my family and of my kids. And if, if I genuinely don't know you and we don't engage that much within the hobby, you know, I might know you there and I might see you're active and it's cool, but it doesn't mean to say that we've got, you know, that we have to be a rapport. connected. You know, there's one person in particular who has very recently taken to gently ribbing me, and I think he's being quite fun, but he's also quite an obsessive guy in terms of his collecting. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I, I, I'm sorry, buddy, but uh, you keep asking, but I, I'm not at this time, unless I feel that I know you better, going to click that button. But what galls me which is why i'm bringing it up is the fact that you keep asking which for me is a little bit like uh, <laughs> don't keep asking block his ass why yeah, are well, you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna block i'm not gonna block he's bothering you he's bothering me i also just bought something off him on facebook because he's a fellow character collector and he's bought up something and he's splitting it and selling it to different character collectors i'm generally not someone who blocks someone unless they really wrong me and he hasn't really wronged me I don't have any I don't have any disrespect for him but what I do want to say is you know I I you know I share I, I talk an awful yeah, lot on this podcast about, about so, no no yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you off there because yeah. I, no, yeah. um, I wouldn't do that to him but um you know if I am not accepting a friend request I genuinely you know might not know you you can send me a message on messenger because i know how to use facebook messenger you don't need to send me a friend request for me to see that message and be able to engage with it but i've had people who've come into the group and almost immediately send me a friend request but i've literally never heard of them i literally i've like who is this person you know i've posted you're like you're like tom on myspace man yeah that's what it is (laughs) you know but no it's just and listen for some people it's not it's different you know and i think it could be a cultural thing as well i think in america it's a lot more it's a lot different you know people will friend request each other all the time and maybe you have your real name on there too it's a little different and i don't I i don't have a pseudonym you know, I don't have a pseudonym, and I've got no, you photos don't have of my, have, my kids. You, you know, I post about aliases. work on there. You know, I just—it's just it's, yeah, there, there's 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 a line and there's a limit, and I, this is why you know I've I've got several Instagram accounts, and on my personal one, I genuinely don't tend to follow hobby stuff that much, unless I'm actually friends with the people. And when I you know when I say consider myself friends with you, it's like when I will have had a, a chat with you on stuff, or you know you might have come on the board, you know, or something like that. But there's no there's no set definition as to what i consider to be a friend but you know if i feel close enough to accept it yeah exactly um it just it just 
bothered me. So I wanted to say it. That, you know, it's no personal diss on you, but just respect the fact that I might not want to and just stop asking because that, that feels sad to me. Just Listen, feels bit, just feels a bit pitiful. I, I feel kind of oh, embarrassed. Sorry, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say no, that, no, no. but it, no, that's no, how it I makes feel, me feel. No, I feel I'm a little embarrassed because you could have told me off air, but I'll stop. I'll stop asking oh, you to my, be my friend no. and that's it. That's cool. I'll just, that's fine. I can accept that. We did have a really good comment on our the end of year review episode, and I wanted to touch on it. Um, from um, we had some really good comments on it, actually, some really nice comments. I had I some people uh, reach out to me. Yeah, really it goes nice by the handle of Mike Blue. So I want to say hi, Mike. Uh, thank you for commenting. Um, like and subscribe. Um, my favorite Pokemon YouTube card, you YouTube. Should yeah, I start that again? Let's start that yeah, again. Okay. It's been a long week today. Uh, my favourite Pokemon card YouTube channel has done a recap of the major sets year by year, and it's helped my appreciation of each set and how we've gotten here. Would it be possible to do that with Marvel cards? I know it's a big ask, but it would be amazing if you guys could. Um, I, 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 I want to talk to that because, I, I, yes, I, I always want to do set retrospectives, as I've started to call them, because I just like the play on words with it, and it makes me go, Ooh. Nice. Um, and we've, we kind of tried to do it a few times. We recently did one with Marvel Flair 2019, uh, like a round table, just looking back, even though it's only a three-year-old set. And boy, is it good, because I've just had most of my flair right in, com- in this comedy delivery, set. and it's so gorgeous. You know, cards I've never had, like stained glass. I've just got some stained glass Sick. ones. They're thick acetate ones, and they're beautiful. Um, don't even get me started on how nice the matter and antimatter and singularity are. Anyway, so gorgeous. Mike, um, gorgeous so basically, gorgeous. yes, and we, we do try and do it. We t- we try and couple it with when we're talking to people. So, for example, when we interviewed Joe Jusco recently, we were talking to him about Masterpieces 92, uh, obviously in 2016, and just trying to get a bit of that old history of the set. We, we did it when we talked to Greg Hildebrand about his work on Masterpieces 94. Um, the reason we don't do it on a week-by-week basis is because we like to talk about kind of current things that are going on in the hobby, things that might be of use to people. And also because there, there is at least one other podcast that was doing that. Um, uh, we, we did a crossover with them, um, Collectors Assemble. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were doing that. I don't think they were doing it on YouTube. I think it was just audio, but they were actually going through and they'd spend two or three episodes talking about Marvel Universe 92 or marvel yeah, masterpieces right. or marvel you know whatever it may be um i don't know if they're still going but their stuff should still be out there anyway we will do that we probably won't do it as a as a very regular thing but now we've got the video stuff a bit more um streamlined and especially once i get the garage connected to a studio and i have a better webcam and the light and that sort of stuff and maybe a, a card cam um Ooh. we can start doing that a bit more you know, I'd love yeah. to do, you know, to get my binder open and just look through some stuff. Um, but yes, but Mike, yes, absolutely would love to thank you uh, for that. And we had um, a number of people to reach out and just say happy holidays. You know, um, who, who did we have? Um, ben Jamin. I don't know who that is. Uh, appreciate the insights and information I've gained yeah, from this amazing podcast. Have the merriest of Christmas, gents. Um, Marvel card investor. Uh, that's your friend. My buddy. Shane. Um, Sarasota, is that him? Sarasota yep. Comics yep. and Cards at one point, yeah. Uh, well, Sarasota a, Comics, which is why he changed his name. Yeah. Sorry. Such a great podcast. I appreciate all you guys do for the hobby. And he's gone on to leave us a really, really lovely view on Apple Podcasts. So he's thank you guy. for that. Um, I like him a lot. 
Charles Fuchs, great end of the year show, guys. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate that. Um, Marvellous packs. Uh, that's Victor. Um, he sent a really nice message. So, uh, brilliant. Love it. Thank you, guys. Um, and I'm going to show some cards. These are all arrived today, literally today. Really? And some aren't Marvel for those easily triggered. In fact, How most dare you? Marvel. How dare you? You don't allow are... it in the group. You can't allow it here. Uh, well, no, we often go on tangents, you know, what it's like. Anyway, True. besides <laughs> our podcast, you can fuck off. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. One of my um, favorite Ian moments right mm-hmm, here, right mm-hmm, now. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 2023 is going to be frisky pants. Um, I I've love got, it. I got my first Inkworks X-Files oh. Peaceworks card. So that's a costume card. That's a good freaking and, design. And being inkworks with the yeah. redacted, yeah, that's being, the redacted being lines, inkworks right? is proper um, worn. So these these trousers were on Mitch worn. Pileggi's legs. I mean, they could have been on his inside leg for all I know. Probably. Um, and I just randomly saw it, you know, with the cheap start price, and I just put in a late bid and, and won it, um, which I got. And this is from Inkworks. Did quite a few seasons. I think this is from. Season nine. I actually many, have a question for how you. How many years did that show go on for? That show went on for a while. A little bit longer than it should have. Anyway. Yes. What's your question, dear? I got a question. Star Trek question. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching Voyager. I'm in season five. Okay. Oh. Sorry. I just want to show you these. So I these are it. Star Trek Insurrection. Insurrection. Um, and these are the widescreen. Look how ones. much space there is for. Oh no! Models. Look at it. Damn, those are sick. Greg Henry. I've got a lot of time for Greg Henry. He was in that Mel Gibson movie Payback, which I oh wow, love. I love. I that haven't film. seen Payback in forever. I love that film. It's so that good. Good. It's got so much film. swagger. That was fun. Look at the space yeah. he's got for that auto. That's sick. Look Both at the space he's got. Uh, and this guy, John Hostetter, who I'm not familiar with as an actor, but he was under all that blue makeup, but. Wow, that's but cool. Aren't they beautiful? These insurrection, they're these nice. insurrection, and um, I like the wide auto cars. They're actually really insurrection, cool. and the one after I don't have one Nemesis here, of these are like this. Anyway, Nemesis Star Trek Voyager season five. Go hit me, Daddy. So, it's it's a card question. Go. I I think I'm realizing that my favorite Star Trek character is Chakotay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I can go with that. I have a very big, big space in my heart for Tricote now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I looked up his cards, and I want to know if you knew that there was, if there was a Chicote card that had, like, the costume relic and his signature. And, because for, um, because I'm, I looked it up, and I've only seen three autograph cards from Chicote. I don't know is the honest Commander answer. However, I know who would. And it's either Joshua Estes or Joshua Carp, one of the two, but he's a big oh. collector. I get those two fellas sometimes because they've got the same first name and they're often, they're often in the same uh, group. Um, which one is it? One of them, they're in the pop culture card trading group anyway. Um, but one of the guys there really knows his trek. It's one of those two guys. Anyway, you post in there, I I'm guarantee someone will know, and they'll have a picture of it I'm as well as it exists. Yeah, I, like, definitely. I have – I love the Deep Space Nine. I love um, Drax. Um, not Drax. Oh, my God. What's her, why I, I know who you're going to say. Um, I can't remember her name now. Uh, the Jadzid. 
Uh, Dazzy Adapt. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I always I always forget like how to say her name because I remember, but I have hers, which I really like. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping that there was one for Chakotay as well, but I don't think there is. So I'll ask the group and make sure. I wasn't sure if you had done big on Voyager. Speaking of signed relic, no, I didn't go Voyager at all. I like speaking the relic, of signed man. relics. You know, look at that. That's Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Galactic Garb, Nebula, and it's signed by Karen Gillan. Obviously, it's a sticker auto or label auto, whatever they call them. Yes, um, they look beautiful. But yeah, it's a thick card. I tell you what, some of these See, Guardians and and um, Black Panther ones are so thick. Honestly, I, I'm going to have to have a serious rethink about storage. Because I'm like, no, they're they're big. They're, they're taking big, up they're so much ones. space. Um. Anyway. <laughs> What else we got? We have another Lord of the Rings film cell. Oh. There you go. So that's from one of the Hobbit movies, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, third Hobbit movie. Damn, that looks cool. Which is nice. Some ugly mug there. Uh, We have, this is random, Tomb Raider the movie, on card Chris Barry Auto. And for those of you into Red Dwarf, that's a major actor um, to get. I met him. Uh, the local, wow. There's a local con, and it's a very small con that happens in Norwich every hmm. year. I haven't been able to go for a few years because, well, they cancel from COVID, but it's always the same weekend as my wife's birthday. <laughs> so I'm like, go to the con or divorce. Oh, I'll, I'll stay home. Um, but, um, but, yeah, no, he's, he's a lovely fella. Um, Really nice guy. Anyway, I, I got got this. That's so cool. Because you know, the Tomb Raider movies were let's let's face it, they were fucking terrible. But um, the, they, they weren't great. They um, <laughs> they had a pretty decent cast. They were very of their time, and yeah. the the autograph cards are beautiful. <laughs> they're I always they're see really the nice. Tomb Raider cards, and yeah, I'm always really. Ones. I can't can't. They're say, really nice. You know, and I got that for like five bucks. Um, and lastly, I will wrap it up with a Marvel card this week. X-Men movie, James Marston, Ah. costume. It's my first top move uh, from any of the X-Men movies. And it's a really nice swatch. Is it leather? leather. Yeah, it's leather. It's beautiful. Look at that. (laughs) Isn't that nice? It's really nice. Um, I think it's awesome. The photos don't do those cards justice. No, they really don't. They really don't. And my webcam doesn't do any of this justice, quite frankly. Um, So there we go. That's my, uh, aside from my Comte Merkel, I'm not going to go through these now, but I'm going to show for people on camera. It's my stack. This is my black cat. This is my black cat. My black cat stash from the Comte delivery. In this handful, there are probably over maybe about 20 printing plates and lots of other good things, um, including, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, where is it? That where many it? printing plates? Holy hell. Yeah, that many printing plates. Oh, whoopsie daisy. Hang on a minute, we're about to get all... Take your time. Alpha up in here. Oh, wow, I forgot green you had PMG, that. Green PMG, green PMG. That's pretty. Thank you. Those of you who wanted it, who wouldn't pay how much I wanted for it, it's now home. So you've missed your shot. It's now um, Well, you know, <laughs> loads, of people, loads of people drop in ridiculous money on uh, Spider-Man Metal Universe um, when a card that's genuinely worth that money comes up for sale. It's like, oh, no, yeah. I don't want to pay that much. But my Rainbow Web Foil. True. Rainbow Web Foil. Oh, Rainbow Web. Dude, I, okay, that's a... 
this Ugh. this that's is, a hard card to get yeah they this was this almost broke me that was a tough card to get look at that wow and that's the rainbow rope that's the uh, rainbow web that web is the rainbow web flow just it just does hey ian remind me is that the do you have the original art for that card i do thank you for asking Norrin. <laughs> Um, so there will be, there will be, uh, once, uh, once, once, once I've, uh, once I've actually sorted things out a bit more and got things organized, there will be some, some more, um, show and tell and, uh, flex That's content so coming down the pipe. Um, but yeah, I've got the, I've got the silver web foil here. I've got the, uh, yeah, loads. Anyway, I've just got so much stuff. So I've got buybacks. i got, I've got plates. I mean, I've got plates. I mean, I've got plates. I mean, I've got plates. So jealous. Plates. They plates. just didn't make that many plates for Surfer. Plates. I now have to uh, set Terry a four. Dotson. I have to set a four from that one. So I've just. Did you really? That. You got yeah. all four? Oh, I've got wow. three here. I've got the. Um, the other ones in the other room. So I haven't reunited them wow. yet. I haven't merged into the collection. Uh, the one I'm really excited about, if it's in this particular pile, it's not, is the plate from, so I said I wasn't going to show all these, but you've, you've, you've got me going now. I love it. Yeah, you've got my tail wagging. That's my um, fault. I've got holograms. I've got alpha hologram here from annual 1920. Where is it? Where is this printing place gone? There it is. Hey, best friend. Oh, wow. I forgot you had that. Mm -hmm. That's three of the four I have. Man, the blue looks really good. Yeah, this is the, yeah, cyan, yeah. So, yeah. I was so close to getting the prowlers. Like, I even had the purple prowler at one point. Because he's, he's <laughs> one of my... Yeah, purple you prowler. Say, you can't say purple prowler. I can say purple me, prowler. And expect me not to crack up laughing. You purple and your prowler. purple prowler. That's going to be your... I think of another tongue twister. And that, <laughs> and that Al Milgram sketch card that Daniel Rubin kindly helped me get. So so that Especially will be staying in my 79. Is. That will be staying in my 79. how clean that is. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing the 48. I've got sketch cards here. I am here. doing the 48. I'm doing the 48, I like you said. Forgot I purchased. So, yeah. So, Road to 79 will be coming. Road to we'll 79, do an episode about that. Uh, I've yet to do it. I've also got a really good, which I'm going to do on my um, Black Cat uh, Instagram, Mr. at Mr. Felicia Hardy. I have a delivery here from Joe Jusco. You're covering Joe's name. I'm, I'm trying to cover his address, actually. There you <laughs> but go. There we go. You're covering, you're covering yeah. his name. Yeah. Yo! Um, this will be getting opened live on my Instagram at some point when I have five minutes to do it. <laughs> Hit me up when you do that. Oh, I'm yeah, so I absolutely will. I absolutely that. will. Um, I know what's in here. You will too. Um, thank you, everybody. Sorry, we've run, we've, again, it's another gorgeously long episode. So um, appreciate that you guys might have to do these in several sittings, but we just get chatting and it goes as long as it goes. So um, if you don't like long form content, then other podcast content is available. If you do stick around. Um, 
as always, I'm going to say this again because people, people forget, we don't really do the Twitter much anymore, although we are still on there, so you can always find us on there, but I just don't post much content because it's just too much. But anyway, Garbage. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, at the MCC pod. Um, please like and subscribe on the YouTube um, if you can. really helps us out. Um, Please like and follow our page on Facebook. Uh, leave us reviews wherever you want to if you dig what we're doing. And, yeah, until next time when another State of the Hobby episode will be coming down the pipe. Wait, did you want me to say something? You? Oh, um, I'm sorry. I, you're right. I got it. No, no, no. I got this. I got yeah. this. Yeah, no, you got this. Cool. Happy collecting, everybody. Triggered! <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> Triggered. Triggered. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash MCCP. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>